Welcome to Beyond the Small Talk, podcast for leaders and educators, hosted by me, Andrew Howie, and you, Alice Beveridge. On our show, we delve deeper than the surface level small talk and explore the important topics of well-being and self-care in the education sector. We understand the challenges and demands that come with being a leader or educator, and our goal is to provide you with some practical tips, strategies and resources to help you prioritise your own well-being while still excelling in your role. So join us as we discuss a variety of topics related to self-care, mental health and work-life balance with experts and educators who have first-hand experience navigating these issues. Let's take a step beyond the small talk and prioritise our own well-being so that we can be the best version of ourselves for our students and our colleagues. Hello folks and welcome back to another episode of Vibe Beyond the Small Talk and we're going to be really honest with you today this is a bit of an impromptu episode isn't it Andrew we've been a bit busy this last week I think we looked at each other this morning and thought how are we going to squeeze this in this week but actually we have just come off the back of one of our monthly events that we have here at Tree of Knowledge which is called our tree of knowledge creative coffee and Andrew you've been so busy out in schools since we started these back in January that although you've been contributing and sending along your ideas every month this is the first one you've actually got to attend isn't it? As indeed our, our marketing uh, manager Katie sends out a template so we send in uh, something in the month that has inspired us something that we've read watched listened to uh, anything really which maybe has just given us a wee spark of inspiration, something uh, creative. And we usually send it back. I have previously been able to send it back in advance with a couple of notes, and then I would watch the recording of the team meeting up later. So it was delightful to actually get along in person to to just be live with everyone this, this morning. Yeah, and you know, I think our conversation just afterwards was about, God, you know, we talk all the time on the podcast about how do we make time for this stuff? How do we make time for people to talk and to share? And one of the challenges, I guess, that we face is we're also busy. We're out on the road or we're delivering virtual training um, or we're meeting with clients that getting our team together can be a real challenge. And I know that even in school, when you're all physically in the same building, that can be a big challenge too. So we thought today we would share with you how we make this work in our organisation, give you a little bits of insight into the kind of things that we've been talking about. And then we're going to pick up on Andrew's cracking contribution <laughs> from today because there was just so many brilliant points. So as Andrew's kind of described there, for us, our creative coffees are scheduled monthly meetings that we have with our whole team where we only put about 40 to 45 minutes in the diary for it, but it is a meeting where we all jump online together, grab ourselves a cup of coffee, and each individual gets about five minutes to share something that we have seen, thought about, heard, read, listened to over the last month that's just made us think about something. And there's no rules about what that is. I think we've seen everything from how we use data in sport and how that could affect our marketing. That's one that I did last month, which is why that came to mind really quickly. Um, we've spoken about the Beatles. We've spoken about using dogs in marketing. We've spoken about content ideas, all sorts of weird and wonderful different things. But we what have. I love about it every month is you come away going, oh, that was fab. But I'll be honest, Andrew, every month it catches me out 
you know, every month I think, right, I'm going to really properly pay attention this month to stuff. And then every day, like the night before, I'm like, oh, what have I learned? What have I been thinking about? And I think it's it puts a bit of pressure on, definitely makes me panic a little bit beforehand. But I always come away going, that was totally worthwhile. It's a really nice kind of good pressure. I think it's that focus on learning like that's what I take from it it's a wee discussion you find out what it's a connection to begin with it's seeing everyone in the same place which we never really had that ability to to catch up with with your four or five colleagues and um, but being in the same place and just seeing what people love like a movie last month I spoke about the movie Air which was about um, how Nike managed to sign Michael Jordan so that was my focus last month so when I was watching that movie I was like oh this would be a good thing to speak about um, so it's nice sometimes you get a wee television recommendation or a book or something like that so uh, the inspiration comes from everywhere and we try and pick out if there's a key message or even just I don't know how this relates to anything but here's something I liked uh, so it's a really nice just way of sharing so I know what you're saying there about we so rarely get to sit down and, and meet together I was in a, a school I used to work at a few weeks ago and when they were sitting down and having a chat with me they were having a chat with each other about things that had happened weeks in advance. And I was like, how have you not spoken to each other about this already? They're like, we never get to sit down at any point. So uh, I don't know how you build that into your school day. We tried to do it at lunchtime uh, with everyone sitting in one staff room or just at the end of lunchtime, the leadership team would all go and sit down for five minutes and share a sandwich and uh, say hello. So yeah, trying to find the moment. So we'll discuss how we can maybe do that effectively in schools. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think one of the reasons that this works so well for us is because we do have a structure to it. Although we're seeing the inspiration can come from anywhere, we ask people to think about it in a few really specific ways. So the first thing we obviously ask people to share is, what is it? What have you learned, heard, seen, thought about, watched, whatever it might be? What is it? Where did you find it? And this is one of my favourite parts of this like where did you find it because this comes from everywhere and um, sometimes I come along with my proper psychologist head in uh, head on and I'm like oh well I read this journal article and this is what it was about which is the most me approach to this kind of thing ever um, we've had people say oh, I'll watch this thing on Netflix we've had well you, we'll get to your example from today yeah. shortly but we have just things that are happening in our lives as well and I think that's such an important thing when it comes to this idea of learning is that learning doesn't just happen in journal articles. Although my academic brain loves a journal article, it actually loves like a podcast more these days. So learning comes from lots of different places. And there can be these beautiful little nuggets of learning that we're just walking around with in our head. But actually, when we share them, they go much further. I picked up on one the other day. It was just on my uh, timeline it was a wee Simon Sinek but it just was maybe one minute long but he was talking about uh, he was talking about if you go to the gym right if you want to get fit you can go to the gym but what you can't do is you can't go to the gym for nine hours today like you can go you can't go to the gym nine hours today and expect that that's going to have an impact it won't you'll just have spent nine hours today doing that thing what you need is you need to go to the gym for 15 minutes like a couple of times a week if you commit 15 minutes not nine hours at one go, but 15 minutes over a period of time, you'll get fit. And he stressed, I can't tell you when you'll get fit though, but I know that that will have the impact over a period of time if you do that thing consistently. And then when I was delivering a session later that day, that sort of thought came into my head. So it was, 
uh, we were talking about something else, but the, the idea of consistency and it was, I think, in relation to nurture within a school. Like you can't just put nine hours today in of nurture and expect to have the impact because you need to do the the consistent approach. You need to do that all the way through and can't tell you it will have the impact or sorry, I can't tell you when it will have an impact, but that consistency will have an impact. So yeah, that little bit of just something that popped up on a timeline, Simon Sinek made an impact on me and then later on sharing it in a workshop, just these things occur to us sometimes or pop in and it's picking up inspiration from everywhere and I think that's what's so lovely about it and here's a question for you then Andrew although you've watched most of these back in like your own time over the last few months what would you say is the thing that you've sort of gone oh yeah totally or gone and used or has really made you think about something can you think of an example from any of our contributions that have really resonated with you yeah we had uh, Gavin Oates came in with our a video he talked about the Beatles documentary and he, he shared the scene where they they write it's get back isn't it the the scene where they're all sort of they just go into the room with with nothing just the guitars and and Paul sort of starts playing and then you can watch the whole process of just like from nothing pure creation of of this classic song and um, but just that idea of everyone being in a space bringing creativity no boundaries just starting to do it and, and seeing that that thing spark to life just really reminded me of working in theatre and, and working in that sort of area and the things that I really enjoy and in schools that just everywhere when you have like let's come together and try something a little bit different I think it was the white stripes I'm not sure where I heard this they would sometimes meet up to write songs but they would pull something out of the hat for the day like today we can't use a bass guitar today we can only use the drums and just like trying to change the boundaries and just get yourself out of your safe box and, and just get that whole creative idea of thinking. So it makes me think about, uh, well, what the work we do, but also in a school, like, like, how do we plan this lesson? This is one I wanted to do. This is where I would take it if I was still in education, Alice. Here's what I would do. How do we plan next week's lessons outside? Like we're not inside. You're not inside. Or even just, I wanted to try and do a day a week because nurseries and family centres are amazing at being outside. Like my wife is a CDO. They're outside. They just know they're outside. So she will plan for being outside. Whereas when I was in education, outdoor learning was sort of that thing of I would do it from time to time. But I always wanted to do right. See if I just next week plan to be outside on a Thursday or every Thursday. And unless I have a really good reason to be in the classroom, we're outside the full day. Uh, and it's that just a big shift in thinking. So I think from the Beatles, that idea of like, just go in and be creative and try something. It then made me think of, right, how do we just do something? And that would, I would maybe take that back to the, that bold thinking within, uh, within schools, like, right, next week, we're outside on a Tuesday, every Tuesday, actually, how do my lessons then change? Because I would have to adapt my practice and, and it would give me a wee bit of a spark of joy. I would get into flow. It'd be challenging. I have the skills to do that. Oh, I love it. And I love that sort of thought process, isn't it? Because I think that's often what we miss. That often we don't see the impact of the things that we do, or we think we're talking rubbish or that we don't have something to contribute. And then actually what you've done is spark an idea or made somebody think about something differently. And that's why I love these conversations. What you need also is someone who supports you to do that. So that's the thing of, of, if I've got that idea, if I then go to a leader in my school and say, I've got this idea, every Tuesday I'm going to be outside because, and I can explain, and someone just goes, nah, nah, that's, so you also need that support. We had a, a pupil support assistant who came into the head teacher with a, a proposal for a school show, a proposal like, and I mean like a document, of, of, he had researched the, the, the cost of the play, how many rehearsals he'd need, how, how large the cast would be, which classes, like a proper proposal 
for this and almost gave it to the head teacher saying, can I do this school show in August or, or in June? And part of us was like, the head teacher was like, said to me, what, what do you think? And I was like, if someone's putting that much effort to make a proposal, absolutely. Because that is a passion. That's a purpose. That's a drive. Like, how can you not buy into that and let someone just, just go and run? And it was fantastic. Like, it was so good. Um, but yeah, if, if you've got that, if you are a leader, how do you not like stamp out the wee fires that are that are building in people? How do you get that culture where people want to share their ideas because there's a chance that you might you might indulge them? And what you know what that really makes me think of is like there's the old adage of no idea is a bad idea, but there's also the bit along with that of just because we've had an idea doesn't mean we have to action it. So one of the things that we do quite often at the end of our creative coffees is go, cool, that was a lovely chat. What do we want to take forward? You know, in some weeks, there'll be four or five different ideas that are like, right, let's go and explore this. We'll take this into another meeting. We'll do this. We'll have another chat. And sometimes we go, I think we're good. And I think, do you know what? I think, uh, yeah, do you know what? Really nice content today. Lots lovely to see everyone. But I don't know if there's anything I'm immediately going to go and put into action. So I think we need that freedom to have ideas without having to be accountable for it but if you do want to take some for something forward giving somebody the permission or also not expecting that we have to know exactly how it's going to be used moving forward well we had it wasn't a creative coffee but it was a similar team day and we talked about our vision it was actually the lego team day we'd had where we built our vision of the company out of lego and as part of that colin had spoken about a sort of immersive performance, like an idea of bringing people together. And, and that was very much his vision of, so that mulled. And then it was a couple of weeks later, I was just wandering the streets of Danoon. I'd been at Danoon Grammar School and and uh, I was staying up there for the night before going back the next day and wandering the, the streets. All these wee thoughts were going round in my head of like, how do we do something like that? How do we bring together the primary side? And I was like, we're going to do a, a production and it's going to be We're After the Big School. It became We're After the Big School. Um, but I was like, we're going to do something which brings every primary seven in Scotland together. Now, if you don't know, it's an online, we, we uh, developed it last year. So it's a transition event online for every primary seven in Scotland. So if you have a primary seven in Scotland, get them signed up. Um, but I just went back to the hotel room and emailed Gavin. And I was like, imagine a production with every primary seven in Scotland gets uh, messages from celebrities, myth bust. And it became that thing, which at the moment when Colin was talking about this, uh, nothing immediately came. But a few weeks later, when I had a bit of time to wander the streets and just have those thoughts, it then clicks. So, yeah, I think the ideas don't always, they, they, they permeate, they percolate, they, they sift through and, and they hit home when the time's right. And I think off the back of one of our, not the one that we had today, but our last creative coffee, I absolutely had a moment like that because and I'm sure Dougie will love me telling you this, but our colleague Dougie had come along and to say he was a little bit on the hoof that day uh, would probably be an understatement. I think he sort of came around, oh, I totally forgot about this. I haven't done anything for it. But he spoke about a radio programme he'd been listening to on the way in to work that morning um, and how they were talking about arguments. And if we're having an argument, why arguments escalate often comes down to like our need to win even if it's like not a win-win situation or it becomes heated or you're just arguing for the sake of it. If you like a good argument, then you probably get yourself into an argument where it's not that important. But he said, I think this was like relationship advice they were giving. They're like, if an argument is important to you and not important to the other person, then you keep fighting your case. If something's really important to the other person, and you don't actually really care 
walk away you know and he was like really apologetic as he was giving us this example because I have not really thought about it but you know this was all and then there was lots of toward things like oh sorry I just didn't really have time to prepare and then literally two days later I was in a coaching session because I obviously deliver lots of one-to-one coaching and somebody was talking about an argument that they were having with someone and Doogie's creative coffee example came out of my mouth. And I was just like, oh, God, I don't know what I would have said. I mean, I'm sure I would have had a strategy or a technique that I'd have dipped into if that hadn't sort of been discussed that week. But as soon as I finished that coaching session, although I never breached the confidentiality of a coaching session, I just sent the team a message saying, just so you know, I've just used that thing that Doogie said the other day in a coaching session and it was brilliant. And I think it was just that recognition of these little contributions that we have, how we share our ideas and our knowledge, whether it's planned, whether it's unplanned, can have that longer term effect. And it just really got me thinking about how important it is to give people space to have these types of conversations. So here's my contribution today, because we, we, uh... We sort of met up this morning. So I had a contribution today, which was very different, I think, to previous contributions. Would that be right, Alice? It was definitely leading us up the garden path. Shall I say that as a little disclaimer before? You can. I wonder if, I don't know if I can share photos on the, the Spotify, but I might tweet them. I'll tweet the photos at some point, I'm sure. So in the last couple of weeks, I've not had much time to read because I've been out in the garden. So I've not watched much. Well, I've watched Ted Lasso. I could have spoken about that because there's lots of coaching lessons in there. But I've been in the garden because we moved house last summer. Um, it was almost a year ago today. Uh, it was the most stressful time of my life, but now we're settled and it's okay. Uh, so we moved house and my wife wanted to do something in the driveway. So the driveway um, was a bit of a mess, right? However, I was quite happy with it, right? I'm not the type of person, I didn't even really want to move house. I was quite happy where I was, right? So uh, I'm that type of person where when I'm there, I'm quite happy. So the drive was not something that bothered me in terms of we need to get it sorted. But my wife was like, we need to get it sorted. And the first thing we needed to do was uh, pick up all the stones in the driveway because it's got red stones and there are a lot of them. So the first thing we needed to do was clear the driveway of the red stones. So I was like, right, I'll get started on it. It was a sunny weekend. I think it was like two Fridays ago. Uh, and I thought I'll get started with these stones. So I started to pick up the stones. However, it very quickly became evident that the stones were everywhere, like caked in mud so deep. They were they were like concreted in. And as I was taking out the stones, there was just more stones. So I built my neighbor across the road had sent over like ton bags, like big rubble bags, massive ones. I'd filled two of them. I had to like fill shopping bags and old recycling bags and take them down to the dump every so often. So I've had about four or five dump runs just to get rid of stones. Uh, and there was a wee concrete fence at the side of the garden. I'd taken that out because it was covered in stones and then that wasn't going to go back in. I found a brick wall under the stones. I felt like it was an architect, an archaeologist. There was a, a brick wall. So Basically, the first part of it was removing the stones, which took so much time. And I'll be honest, I hated it. Like I was doing this job and I was miserable. We talk about your inner chimp a lot. Like when your inner chimp is getting angry and set off by stuff, there was like a period of time when I was just miserable. And Sue Ellen, my wife, was um, very much like, would come out and say, so what are you going to do with that bit? And I was like, I don't know, because I didn't want to do any of this in the first place. <laughs> 
So I was like miserable. I was doing all this work. So eventually I got all the stones cleared and we've, we've ordered some new stones, but we had to have the discussion that because Salem would be asking me. So I had to have the discussion at one point of this isn't my vision. I don't know what, like I'm clearing the stones, but I don't know what you want. She's like, well, I didn't expect there to be a wall there when you dug the stones up. So actually this idea of what we're doing in the garden needed to shift and, and, and adapt. But I think it's that bit of the argument that you're maybe even saying in terms of Doogie, like I was frustrated um, she was then thinking that I was hating the job, but really I just needed to say like, but I don't know what the job is at the moment. I need you to tell me because I'm just lifting. I'm just the I'm just the muscle here. <laughs> I, you know, I loved this because I could see the face that my husband makes at me when I say something along the lines of, "So I was thinking, right? Like, all I have to say is the phrase, "So I was thinking," and he goes, "Oh." God, what what are you about to make me do? What what is it? Um, and there are certain things that he'll do, and there are certain things he won't. For example, he will not paint, um, and he's not particularly good at like DIY type stuff. But there are other things where I'm just like, just need you, just need your fake permission to do whatever yeah. it is I'm going to do anyway. But I loved watching your face as you were describing this. But then, as you were describing it, I was like, yes, this is talking about your driveway. But what you're trying to do is deliver somebody else's vision that you haven't bought into, that hasn't been clearly articulated or planned through. And it just made me laugh because it's like, well, what do we talk about on the podcast all the time? The importance of vision, the importance of clarity, the importance of communication being bought in. And obviously we talk about that in a school context, but the things that you were coming out with, like the, the number of times you've just said the word stones <laughs> and with such anger, like I can feel your anger at these little red stones that have ruined your weekend. But is that idea of, oh, we just need to move the stones, right? Oh, we just need to move them without that thinking through of, well, actually, how much work is that? How much effort of that? How many of them are there? What am I going to do with them? Where am I going to put them? How do I get rid of them? If you think about how often we make fleeting comments or remarks about, oh, we just need to do this first. And quite often as a leader, we don't fully understand the ask when we say something like that. Like when we say, oh, we'll just do this. Somebody else is going, yeah, but that means I need to do this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing. And there was something in you talking about that this morning. It was like, how often do we put the expectation on somebody else who has been coerced into something, often against their will, doesn't understand why they're doing it because it fits into our bigger picture. So I thought that was like beautiful this morning and then you see when you said you found a wall that you didn't know was there I actually nearly peed myself laughing because I was like you you found a wall you found something unexpected you found an obstacle that was preventing you from delivering the plan that you didn't really have and it was just in the way and then you had to change the plan as it god that just sounds like every single plan that anybody has ever put in place even the best plans in the world have obstacles that come the, the very like literal like because I'm built I'm cleaning the garden but there's a bit of like they paid someone to do this but actually I don't want to like it's not I don't have the money to just pay someone because it costs a fortune and, and and it's just like at this point it's it's something that I need to do but do you know when you get so far into it you're like halfway through and you're thinking this is awful 
which is every task I've ever done in my life. Like there's that point when I try and do DIY, when you've taken the shelf down and you've broken the wall and you're like, I should never have started this. Um, so I had that moment of this is awful. I also, we've had a lot of different things going on. So I also just had a bit of real imposter syndrome about this. Like, and I mean, like literally, like I'm trying to do this, but I'm not good at it, but I'm just going to keep trying it. And I just felt like, no matter how many stones I cleared, there was just more. I, I really just, and it tied into just lots going on in, in different areas of life at the moment. I just felt like, do you know what? I'm not very good at this bit of clearing. This is something I'm not very good at, but I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep trying. And what I love is that on the surface, I use the word surface slightly delicately in this situation, but on the surface, we look at that and we go, oh, well, that's easy. You just have to shovel them up and put them in a bag, right? But we don't, account for how much effort and energy that takes like you're still I knew I said we weren't going to mention the marathon anymore but you're probably still recovering from the, um, the marathon you've had lots of other stuff going on in your life as well so it's probably not surprising that just shovel these up and move them become something like possible I can't this is never ending because I just want to watch the football on the television Alice I don't want to show <laughs> stones I just want to uh, and also like you're, if you're out there doing stuff you're not with the family like I'm not in with the kids because I'm shoveling like so it takes up time right but this weekend we had a breakthrough because I was like right you know what on Sunday I'm just going to go we when I took out the little concrete uh, border the grass on one side beside the drive the drive slopes down the way but the grass doesn't so the grass is higher than the stones which then gives you a uh, like how do I then if I put stones in I'm going to have this big wall so I was like I need to build a fence there needs to be a fence here and in my head I've, I've labored before I built a house when I was acting like because uh, I was just getting paid to do different things so I was like I can put fence posts in I know how to do that uh, and I was explaining to Sue Ellen I'm going to put I'm going, the top's going to be flat but because of the slope the, the the wood will have to sort of fade up so the wood will disappear behind the new stones that we're going to put in and I was then trying to explain my vision to Sue Ellen because she's like, I don't want the I don't want the top to be uneven, like it steps up and stuff. I'm like, no, the top will be perfectly flat. The wood below, but at the bottom, you'll have four bits of wood, but then at the top, there'll just be the one bit of wood that will fade in. So I'm then trying to sell my vision back to, to Sue Ellen, whose vision it was in the first place. But uh, so I was like, right, I can do this. So the first thing I done was I I phoned Sue Ellen's dad, who's who's built houses. That's that's it. Uh, what he, he's done all his life and he told me what wood I needed he told me how like how all the different things I needed to do so I got a wee bit of help there which was important so I got help and then I went and bought the stuff and brought it back and then when I got the stuff back I was like right I think I know what I'm doing and I started to dig a wee hole and at this point my neighbor across the road came out Derek and he uh, he just had all the tools and I mean literally and metaphorically he just brought over clamps that I needed he brought over uh, better tools for digging the holes in the ground with he had uh, a circular saw and I had a hand saw so he had that and then he just helped me out a little bit as well uh, he I got all the holes and he came over and he was like right I'll come back and we'll do this bit together uh, so over the course of the day a bit of wisdom and experience I was putting the the posts in and it was not too deep so I thought if I just put the soil back in it might hold them and he was like I think you need post crete and then I was like I do I'll go and get that so I had a bit of wisdom, I had a bit of experience, I had a bit of uh, the correct tools. And over the course of that day, we built, a, we built a fence and it's a beautiful little fence and it's not quite finished yet because I've still got to work out what goes on top. I want some nice lights for the fence posts, but I have a fence which looks smashing and annoyingly, I'm quite proud of it. So much so that I spoke about it at Creative Coffee and I showed photos and I'm now talking to you about it. Um, yeah. But the oh. reason... 
the reason I spoke about it at Creative Coffee was because I just had the two photos uh, and I wanted to share. And this is where it comes back to maybe just the work we're doing uh, at Tree of Knowledge, but definitely it also comes back to work you would do in a school. And I jotted down the key points, but there's so much more. You might have picked up other things and you already have. One, you don't always see the hard work because if I just show you my garden now, you have no idea how long it took me to move those red stones because they're not there. See, in education, the hard work is quite often the stuff that you don't see. I literally had to go and get rid of stones at the dump. I had to put them on the bartering site and someone came and took some away. And um, You don't always see the hard work that goes into it. Uh, the second thing was that idea of building a vision we didn't have it to begin with, or we didn't have the same vision, Helen and I, which then, if you don't have good communication, it leads to conflict, and it leads to that, that we were both annoyed at each other, like, which happens in relationships, but it also happens in school when you're both annoyed with each other, leaderships, teams, and staff groups, because it's not being communicated correctly, and it just took me at one point to say, you need to tell me, like, because I don't know what I'm doing just now, and I had to sort of, like, get myself out of that, that mood, uh, and just say right but I need your help because I don't know what I'm trying to do here and then certainly we can have a discussion I just love the idea that you can be frustrated and angry because that is those are not emotions that I associate <laughs> with you at all but I could like I could see it in your face and I think the points that you're making are like why are we talking about your garden fence because delivering any project is the same you know and I, I just loved this example this morning so thank you for sharing this with us more widely no. but do you know what I what I really love actually watching you talk about it again is I've seen the frustration on your face right as you're talking about stones and the wall and whatever but then there's just this shift in motivation of oh, I'm gonna build a wall I'm, I'm going to build my own things. I'm going to do this. And then I've got my collaborator who came to help. I've sold my vision to somebody else. And I think often we forget that when we start something, it's usually hard. It's usually difficult. We're not usually all on the same page. The delivery of most projects or plans may or may not be clear in the person leading that. But as the people who are delivering it, it can take a little bit of time to find our feet. We might hate it to start with. It might be interfering with whatever it is we were intending to do, whether that's developing a new teaching and learning methodology in the classroom or watching football on a Sunday afternoon. You know, as soon as our plan is interrupted, it's normal for us to get that bit of frustration. But usually once we get going, we find our little niche within it. And within your project, it might not matter what the rest of it looks like, but for how long in the future you're going to go, I built that fence. I built that fence. I know how to build that fence. And do you know what? Me and my pal across the road are better mates because of it. And we we, we do, we are. And I think that's the bit of the bit of help. Like someone came to help me. I'd asked for help, asked for help. And then someone came to help me with tools for the job. They knew what was going on. They had a little bit more experience than me. And that's the zone of proximal development, isn't it? He had a little bit more experience. I didn't feel too stupid asking for help. We worked through it together. Um, so yeah, ask for help, built the vision. Uh, the correct tools for the job literally made a difference in school. That is also the case. And here's the thing, it's about celebrating the achievements. I shared the photo of my drive. It's still not got new stones. It's still got a wall that I need to work out what I'm doing with, but I've built a fence and I'm celebrating that achievement it's not the whole thing, but it's an important one on the journey to the whole thing. So take time with your little wall, whatever it is, to celebrate achievements as you go. And I think I can talk about my fence for ages. 
I know. Well, this is. I was just thinking. This is probably the most literal and metaphorical podcast we have done so far, all in one. But we thought, as I said right at the beginning, this was a bit of an impromptu record. But we just we wanted to share this with our listeners because we don't know what impact this will have. We don't know what impact our previous podcasts have had on people. Unless you want to tell us, and you can, you can tell us on our Twitter pages, and you can get in touch with us. You can let us know what you're thinking. But we like we do this because we enjoy it and we love having these conversations and we never know what little nugget that comes out of our mouths might then go on and affect your life. So we would love you to share your learning with us if you have little weird bits of knowledge or little things that you think might spark a little bit of creativity in us. That would be amazing. But we'd also love to encourage you to see how you can build this in. Not, it doesn't have to be every day or every week. No, we do it once a month, once every six weeks. Just a little bit of time where people can come with some weird things that they've thought about or learned or seen or heard and share it together. Because you get that beautiful time together with purpose. Think back to what we were talking about in last week's in-service one. Time yep. together with purpose, where we get to share and where you never know, somebody might just say something that blows your mind. It's been a pleasure. It's, it's been a, a lovely morning chatting to you at Creative Coffee and now with the podcast record. Uh, as always, you can follow us. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter. I am at Andrew H underscore T-O-K. You will see photos of a fence there very shortly. And I am at Alice underscore Beverage. Um, you can also follow Tree of Knowledge at at Tree underscore off. And we love to hear from you. So please do get in touch. And we have some exciting guests lined up in the coming weeks. Now, it's not long before the summer holidays and we'll take a break over summer holidays. Uh, but we've got a, a couple of exciting podcasts, hopefully between now and then. And don't forget, all the previous podcasts are still online. If you find them useful or if you've not dipped into them, uh, hopefully you, you have time to do so in the weeks ahead. And if you have been listening and you are enjoying the podcast, please share it with your pals. It is the best way to support the podcast and to hopefully spread the word of all the weird and wonderful stuff we've been talking about. But Andrew, it's been an absolute pleasure to see you today. Um, and I'm looking forward to our next slightly more planned, slightly less off the cuff podcast that will be coming up in a couple of weeks. Have a good week. <laughs>